Welcome to the I Have ADHD podcast, where it's all about education, encouragement, and coaching for adults with ADHD. I'm your host, Kristen Carter, and I have ADHD. Let's chat about the frustrations, humor, and challenges of adulting, relationships, working, and achieving with this neurodevelopmental disorder. I'll help you understand your unique brain, unlock your potential, and move from point A to point B. Hey, what's up? This is Kristen Carter, and you're listening to the I Have ADHD podcast, episode number 112. I am medicated, I am caffeinated, and I am so ready to roll. I am glad that you press play on this podcast. Thank you for being here with me today. I do not take it for granted. I don't take your attention for granted. I don't take your time for granted. I am so glad that you're here. I'm grateful that you're listening. Yay. Let's go. I can't wait for you to hear this episode. I'm glad you pressed play despite the title of self-kindness. I think a lot of us ADHDers want to roll our eyes, want to scoff, want to just kind of gag at the at the thought of self-kindness. And um, what I am realizing is that self-kindness is one of the catalysts to consistent, sustained growth. And my client, Pete Sibley is here today to talk about all things self-kindness. It has been such a joy to walk beside Pete in his journey, and he has made so much progress in his own growth and is now coaching others toward self-kindness. You are absolutely going to love this episode, and we talk about things that I think are really relevant, like why is it so much easier to be kind to others than it is to be kind to ourselves? And why does self-kindness even matter? And what difference does it make if you're surrounded by a community of ADHDers? And do we need to wait until we've evolved in order to be kind to ourselves? And so we tackle all of these big questions today. I know you're going to love this episode here you go. Pete, welcome. Thanks for being mm. here. Oh my goodness. Thanks for having me here. I'm so glad you're here. Would you just take a second and tell us who you are? You are the king of self-kindness. Tell us who you are, what you do. Give us the info. Awesome. Well, thank you, my friend. Yeah, I am Pete Sibley and I go by the label now of uh, self-kindness coach, which I love. It actually took a while to put that label or that jacket fully on. Um, and maybe I can explain that in a little bit. But yeah, so now I coach uh, adults into growing and expanding their own uh, inner self-kindness. And with that inner growth and expansion, uh, we witness that outer growth and expansion. So, um, so that's what I do. I'm a dad. I have two beautiful children. I was just telling you, I've been, we just celebrated 22 years of marriage, my wife and I, That's and incredible. yeah, I'm a, a new England kid that now is living on the central coast in California. Mm. And I love to play the banjo. Oh, <laughs> that yes. was my other life was, a. Uh, being a musician. So that's right. You were a professional musician in your, in your former life. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have lived the ADHD 
adult life of having about 20 different jobs in my yes. in my tenure. <laughs> Haven't we all? Yeah. Isn't that just par for the course? I feel like it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, I am excited to chat with you today for a bunch of reasons. First of all, I just adore you. When you joined our community, um, man, it's been a while. I don't remember how long you've been in, but it's been a minute. You've been with yeah. us for a while. At least October of last nice, year. So nice, nice, nice. There, I feel like there was a shift in the dynamic and culture of the group when you joined. There was just some sort of beautiful um, shift that you brought to our group. And it was, you know, it, it was a big group at the time and it was still like a palpable, is that the correct word? I'm not sure, but like a noticeable change. And so um, it's just been really nice to have you with us and um, watching your experience of your own self-kindness journey has been really inspiring and really just a beautiful thing to watch. Can you tell us a little mm. bit about your journey into self-kindness work? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. Th thank you for, for that, that mm. fun I just want to take a quick step back and say, like, isn't that interesting how we never really know how kind of living into our experience shows up on the radar of other people. Mm -hmm. And I see myself like coming into the group and bumbling my way through of just like, you know, Kristen, what's going on? Help. And, you know, and, and crying on most of the times you're coaching me and, and, uh, you know, and just so, but Anyway, so, so that's, that's, that's neat to, to hear it from, from your as vantage mm. point. Um, yeah. But getting into the self-kindness, I was thinking about this before coming on and I really feel like, you know, I was just, it hasn't even been a year since I've been living into uh, knowing my diagnosis as ADHD. So wow. very recent in my experience and um, so, you know, I, like I said, you know, as an adult, having lots of different, uh, jobs and the inner dialogue was, you know, at times it was very unsupportive and at other, most of the times it was just downright cruel. Yeah. And it was like, Pete, what's going on? Like, you know, uh, I just had a sense, and I think we talked about it before, but it's like everybody else has it figured out. Yeah. And I don't. It was yeah. like there was this other game being played out there in the world. And I didn't quite know the rules, even though I was playing in it. And at times I was doing well, you know, with the music, you know, that that was successful at times. And yeah you know, and being a dad. And, and uh, so at times I was doing really great, but it's like, I couldn't figure out how to sustain it and felt like I would always come back into, but I don't have it figured out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like most ADHD years um, without a diagnosis or without a community that can recognize it and support it, uh, I turn to what most adults do and, you know, let's just numb this out. 
Let's mm. numb it out when it starts to show up. And that would be uh, a lot of times, you know, just binging uh, something like, you know, for me, a lot of times it was movies. Mm. Um, and, you know, there was a time where it's like I noticed instead of just having like one beer a night, it was I wanted I actually wanted a couple beers a night yeah. to kind of take the edge off. Um, and that really scared me because the history in my family there, you know, there is alcohol abuse and there is. So, so fortunately for me in my life that it didn't unfold that way, but what it did do is it turned into an inner dialogue. Yeah. And so that's where the self-kindness, you know, it started out of necessity. Because you realized that you were assaulting yourself all day, every day, that yeah. kind of thing. all day, every day. And, you know, it was a combination of anxiety and uh, depression. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it sounded like Pete, you, you've done everybody on the outside. It's like, you're doing great. Then why on the inside are you beating the, you know, the crap out of yourself? Right. And so I went on a really pretty deep dive to, to try to get this. Cause I'm like, I'm a dad and I want to figure this out for my kids. Cause there were starting to be moments of like, you know, that scary thought of like, what's the point? Why get out of bed today? And, you know, I just want to stay here. I just want to curl up. So, yeah. So starting to find real deal kindness where I could, and I had to keep pulling it in, pulling it in, pulling it in until I found out it's like, it's going to take me being kind to me. So how does that even work? How does someone who, who is so used to the soundtrack in his mind being, um, you know, judgmental, self-loathing, like just, you know, you're the one that doesn't have it figured out. You should be able to do this, but you're not. How do you go from that soundtrack to one that is much more kind? Hmm. Well, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> I Every just bring time, it out Kristen, of you. Start. <laughs> well, I'll just get a little teary then. Um, I love it. I have to say, you know, and and we all have our different connection to the unnameable. If it's mm-hmm. God, if it's uh, spirit, the universe. Um, honestly, it's maybe the best word here is grace. There is an mm-hmm. act of grace in my life. Maybe it was planted as, you know, as a child of being supported and loved that way, which I'm grateful for. Um, but a moment in there that, that stands out as maybe a turning point to, to start that was being on a phone call with my uncle. And he and I have always had this really special relationship of where we could just talk and just go so deep. And, um, he, you know, he has a very strong uh, faith and we had a conversation and he must've picked up on something. And he said, you know what, Pete, he said, there was a time and he had three boys at the time. And 
He said, I would always eat my lunch down by the railroad tracks in Colorado. And he said, one day I noticed that almost without even thinking, I drove onto the train tracks mm. and I stopped my car. And he said, it must have been a minute or two. And all of a sudden it was like he came out of this fog and he stepped on the gas and he drove over the tracks and he suddenly, you know, he had this realization of all of the fear and the inner doubt that was running through his mind was playing out in that moment. And so he shared that story with me. And then at the end of our call, he never does this, but he said, Pete, can I pray for you? And in that moment, it was like, you know, just that, that ability to feel like you, you're seen and that your struggle is real and that, you know, your struggle isn't something to belittle and that, uh, you know, all of those things. And I, I, on some level, I think maybe the reason why this story just came out is like, that's what the your group does that's what the focus group does is mm-hmm. it it gives on some level that you know that okay it's okay to come in <laughs> just you know totally like you've done all of the ADHD things mm-hmm. and here's a place where you could come in and it's not only accepted it's embraced it's loved like Mm. you get a nice like warm bath you get the the towel the cup of tea and we sit and we laugh together about just how all the places that our adhd brain has taken us Mm. and you know we compare notes and so and i think that's what my uncle was doing with me in that moment is saying like hey you know what pete Like it may not seem like it, but a lot of human beings have a brain that does this. And so that was the beginning for me. And the reason why I landed on kindness, Krista, maybe we talked about this last time is when I was in the midst of it, people would always say, Pete, like, you know, dude, you're such a nice guy. Like just, you know, you got to learn how to love yourself. But that would actually trigger me and make me go the other way. I'm like, <laughs> if I knew how to do it, I would do it. So it's like, screw you. Don't tell me. Yeah, exactly. Me. It's like, I don't, I didn't have Kristen's group at that time. Like mm. it was like, if I knew how to do it. And so I think what, um, you know, the, to wrap up this story, what came out of that experience with my uncle was that, um, beginning to start a journey that then landed me onto, you know, the, the main tool uh, that you use in focus. Um, what it points to is I began to witness and get in touch with information that showed me that my mind is this beautiful um, thing, creation that know that is so into solving the puzzle. Yeah. And that there is actually another part of Pete that is a witness to that. 
and can ask like, hey, you know, what's what puzzle are you solving there, my friend? Are you? Yes. So so that was the beginning of my journey. And as I started to experience it, I'd started sharing it with other people. And, Mm -hmm. you know, because I needed something as a little softer in instead of, you know, self-love with Pete, because that feels so huge. It's like kindness. People can do kindness. Yes. I absolutely adore the fact that you didn't make the shift, the internal shift on your own. I think so many of us think that we should be able to just do it on our own. Mm -hmm. And the fact that your uncle held such beautiful space for you and gave you essentially like permission to be flawed and permission to be raw and real and honest. And he even mirrored that back to you or reflected it back and said like, yeah, me too. And, and you had that beautiful exchange and that's what sent you on this trajectory that I think is so lovely because that took vulnerability from you at first, right. To, to even open up to him. And I think a lot of us are really afraid to practice vulnerability, to say, you know, Hey, like I'm really mean to myself on the inside, you know, or, Mm. um, to be raw in that way. Um, but if we, if we can maybe test the waters with somebody that feels safe, there can be this beautiful um, momentum that builds where you can then start to be more real and more kind and notice so many other things. I just love that it, it usually takes more than just us. Like it, mm. it's usually done in community. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think there's, there really is something to that. And perhaps if that's a, a tendency with an ADHD mind mm-hmm. to, um, without r- maybe being given tools early, early on. So maybe I'll, I'll say that it, it probably includes most adults that, mm-hmm. you know, there is this, um, part of us. Yeah. That, that we believe it needs to, like, we need to do it. And maybe right. it's, it's an American thing too, of like this individual, like, we're going to get through this, you know, yeah, and, totally. and, you know, we watch people kind of fall by the wayside, like, Oh, look, this one had a nervous breakdown. And like, look, right. this one over here couldn't hold their job. Like, Oh, well, like I'm still gonna totally survival going. of the fittest. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just think there is such, um, there is something really, I don't, just so beautiful. Isn't even the right word of like this whole life adventure, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like when we do land in maybe our true place of power, our truest place of power is seeing that, um, that like we're actually held on some level. And from that place, then we can go out and, you know, do all like, you know, and and do our, do the things, right. Do the things. And we can see, you know, that's, that's where, you know, the coaching that you offer in the group comes across 
and can really land, like that's where you can understand this weird idea, like go out and fail, (laughs) go out and feel rejected. Like, because on this, this, that base of level, you know, the us that's looking at the us doing the model, like on that level, we know that we're what we're held we're safe yeah, we're okay totally mm. why do you think that it's easier to be nice to other people <laughs> than it is to be nice to ourselves i think most people would relate to that and say like yeah i'm like i'm generally a nice person to most people i generally am not super judgmental toward most people but when it comes to myself, I'm kind of a jerk. Mm, mm. You know, that, I love that you just asked that question because a brand new answer just came up that I have never heard in my own mind. And it was, it was almost like the willingness to give the other a benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Whereas in our own mind, it's like, we can't fool ourselves. We can't BS our own head. And it's like the part of us that's like, if they really knew, yes. they really knew that about me. Yeah. If they really knew that I, you know, I sneak chocolate. Like if they really knew I, you know, whatever it is, and it could get, right. you know, much more intense. Dark. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I think that's, that plays, plays into it. Um, I totally agree. And, um, I think that one of the most generous self-kindness practices that we can offer ourselves is by giving ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. if I could have done this, I would have. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of you should have done this. I can't believe you did it. But like, no, no, if I could have, I would have. So clearly there was a disconnect. Clearly there is a problem that like I need to solve. Um, or yeah, like if I could make this happen, I would. So obviously there's something that I need to implement. There's some sort of support or there's some sort of like troubleshooting that needs to happen. I think that you're right. We don't allow ourselves to have the benefit of the doubt. We think you're just making excuses. You should be able to, you know, you're a 40 year old person by now, like you should have it together mm-hmm. instead of if I could have gotten it together by now, I would have. So obviously like I, there's something that I need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, two things there, Kristen, it's like, and I think that's why focus is so important that way because it, 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 it holds the space for, first of all, for those questions to be totally welcome, Mm. but you know, just when you start into the group or, 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 you know, we're talking obviously specific uh, in thinking about focus as ADHD adults here, Yeah. but you know, really my journey and I I would think your journey too, is like, we want the people to get the help. And so wherever you find that, wherever you come into community that, um, you know, that offers you first that uh, 
of perspective in that way, mm. which, you know, starting to, I'm, I had some of the, the books around, but like some of the, the, the workbooks that you have of like, oh, isn't that interesting? Like it's giving me some new ways to look at stuff and, yeah. and, and to explore it. And the other thing that happens, I think, um, you know, in a community like focused where we're looking at thoughts and cause that way is that we even start to ask the question, like, you know, is who I have been so bad after all, <laughs> right? The oh, fact I love that, that like, you know, the fact that I still haven't figured out exactly what a deductible means on my insurance, <laughs> like, does that make me a bad person? Like, is that going to make me any less of an amazing, loving dad? Right. Like, does that take away from the contribution I can make in the world? Like through being of service and like mm. loving on other people? Like, like, let's even just start there. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Does it? Does that make me a, no. a, a piece of crap? Because I don't right. like remember how to like, yeah, I, that, this is so yeah. good because um, I've had a couple opportunities recently to ask myself that question as well. I think I shared this. I don't remember if I shared this in focused or on a podcast, but my son was recently diagnosed with ADHD and we had an IEP meeting scheduled like with the whole team. So it was like the principal and the, um, the IEP team and the occupational therapist that he sees. And I didn't show up for the meeting. I didn't show up. I, I forgot to put on my calendar. I double booked. I was, I was actually on a focused coaching call, like coaching. So uh, when I got off of the call, I, there were like three phone calls from the school, which as a parent, like you're like, oh yeah. crap, like what just happened? And, you know, it, it's these messages like, hey, we're all here waiting for you, like the IEP team and these like mm -hmm. five important people in the school. And I just had such a perfect opportunity. Of course, I have the initial PTSD trauma response of like, oh, my God, like my emotions are crazy. And I'm like, I can't believe I did this. But it didn't take me long to be like, OK, like where are we at? Who, who are you? What actually, what, what are the facts of what happened? Okay. You didn't put on your calendar. You didn't show up to the meeting. You inconvenienced some people. All of those things are true. Mm. What does that mean about you as a human, Kristen? What are, what are we going to make this mean? And we have that opportunity over and over and over. What are we going to make this mean? about us. Mm -hmm. I don't know what a deductible is for my insurance. What am I going to make that mean about me? I just missed an appointment where people like real people were waiting on me, right? What am I going to make that mean? Those kinds of the answers that we give to that question, that's what's so important mm -hmm. where we decide on purpose. I'm going to make it mean that I'm a human. I'm flawed. I didn't do it right. And I need to, I need to schedule things and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. And when I called the, the IEP guy back, I was like, I mean, I apologize profusely. And I was like, Charlie has ADHD and I have ADHD 
And this is what adult ADHD looks like sometimes. And I'm so sorry. I was, I know exactly shoulder shrug. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Right. But in, in the past, I would have shame spiraled for days mm-hmm. over that. I would have just been so embarrassed and so, and I have something weird with like my kids' school where like, I really want them to think that I'm great. <laughs> so <laughs> I just really do. I don't know why it's so weird. So like, um, and the fact that like the principal, the, the, the important people would be like, oh gosh, she's kind of flaky. Um, that right. would have really made me shame spiral, but wow. like, yeah, I am kind of flaky. I'm also like a totally amazing human being, but yeah, I mm. am a little bit flaky mm. with this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And <laughs> just, <laughs> I mean, yeah. all I can do is, that's it. it. It's a great, I love it. you know, there's, there's something in there though, but it's like the, you know, you've, you coached me on that a bunch. Like, what are you making this mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be such a sneaky, um, you know, again, this, this mind that loves to puzzle things together. It's like, oh, here's a look. It was like, you know, in the past, our mind could have seen you missing that meeting as like a corner piece. Like, I just found a corner piece. Here it is. Like, here's who Kristen really is. Like, boom, going to plug it in. And totally negating the fact that, oh, in the moment that you weren't at your son's meeting, you were helping change somebody else's life for the better. I actually didn't put that together. So that's funny. So isn't that funny how our minds do that? And like the other part of, I think of the importance of this practice and this work and why I get so fired up around, you know, coaching and, you know, I I love the coaching that I do around Mm. kindness is like, when you, when you do that and you talk about no longer being in that shame spiral and spinning out for as long, um, you know, I feel like when we're in there, it's kind of like we're a little storm cloud, right? And we're kicking out debris over here and then we're barking back at our kids. And then, you know, maybe how how are we showing up at work? And, and I'm going to be, I'm dude, I'm like, I'm number one in this. Like just the other night, like I hadn't really spent the time to work on my stuff. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and my son was watching a show on the Kindle. But instead of being the dad, it's like, hey, buddy, you know, I noticed you're still on your Kindle and I asked you to get off 10 minutes ago. I did the walk right over, you know, pulled it out of his hands of and said, you didn't earn this and storm <laughs> out like, wow, that was a great, great one feet. <laughs> well done. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, that uh, is, it's, it's the, it's the how for those of us who are super idealistic, when we read somebody like Gandhi, who says, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. I always was like, amazing. Let's do it, Gandhi. Right. You know, let's, let's be, I'm in, I'm in. but then I was like, wait, how? Yeah how do I like, does that mean I, I become like mother Teresa? And right. does that mean I need like, wait, no, it's so much closer. Yeah. It's, 
like being kind mm. to us when we do those things. Right. And what are we making it mean? Mm. It's really that simple, but it's also mind blowing at the same time. Okay. So I think that this brings up such a perfect transition into most of us think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'll be kind to myself when I get it together. Mm. Right. I'll be kind to myself. Like when I can finally get a job or when I can finally get a partner or when I can finally pay my bills without overdrawing my account or when I can get out of bed before 9am. Like I don't deserve kindness now. I need to wait until I've changed who I am. And then, because like, I think this is another reason why we're nicer to other people is because we think that they have it more together. Mm. So we're nice to them because we're like, well, they have it together and like, I'll be kind to them. I don't have it together. I don't deserve the kindness. Yeah. Tell me about that tension. um, Because I think that people listening will be like, sure. Okay. Like you grabbed a Kindle out of your son's hand or Kristen missed a meeting, but you don't know what I've done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't be kind to me. Mm. Would you say to that kind of response? Mm. The first reaction is, it's like, you're right. I I don't know. It's like, Ah. we don't know what we have gone through. And I think that's what makes it such challenging work is like another person can can have all the beautiful things and say all the things that resonate with you. But there is the moment where we have to like believe it on some level, right? Mm. We actually actually have to believe like for your coaching to be most effective for me, I have to actually believe that part of Pete can do what you're saying. Otherwise it's just really beautiful and powerful. And then I go back to, yeah, but you know, Krista doesn't really know me. So that's why it's this really fascinating journey of our work. Our inner work is so personal and yet it's so universal, like at this, at the same time. Wow. That is so true. So even just opening up to the possibility, like maybe, maybe it's possible for me to be kind to myself. Maybe I deserve it. Even just like in this state that I'm in right now without, without making any other changes, maybe I deserve kindness. Maybe I do deserve grace. Maybe I do deserve warmth and, and to be held. Maybe that is the first step is opening up to like your worthiness of it. Yeah. Like, is it, is it possible Mm. for that? And, you know, the work that, uh, you know, the, the thought model, um, and we're all inspired by, by Brooke Castillo's work, Mm. um, 
and she shares how she is inspired by work that's gone before her, including, yeah. you know, a, a tool that I really love, which is self-inquiry, which is, yeah. um, you know, letting, it's like letting the power of our, these beautiful um, brains work on our behalf. Mm. So it's like, it, we just, we let it, it's like we end a thought with a question mark. And that can like, just sit with that for a moment. Like just yesterday, I had the, the privilege, I'm doing some self-kindness training, which is so cool. I'm doing some self-kindness training now in organizations. Nice. And so I'm meeting with the staff and, uh, you know, and again, I just love that idea because imagine organizations where like employees are having self-kindness training and uh, so it's like you go to the post office and you know it has its regular transactional thing but like what if the underlying flavor is people that are being kind to themselves wow. <laughs> as employees and so kind yeah. so like everywhere you go you're not only getting your service but you're also getting a tap into you know mm. what is beautiful about human being in connection anyway that's a side note um, but so so we were talking about uh wasting time and you know and we were really taking a look at that and, and questioning you know i'm wasting time and just putting a question mark on the end of i'm wasting time mm. or like i just wasted you know a half hour of my time like question mark I just wasted a half hour of my time did I mm. no I was reading the manual and trying to figure something out and yeah it took me 20 minutes longer than I thought it would but is that really wasting time and so I think that's the that's what we're you know maybe pointing to if yeah. if, if you feel like you're just so stuck and like you know, Pete, you just, you have no clue how off I am. You know, that could be just a small invitation. Mm. Just one thing, put a question mark at the end of it. Mm. I love like, that. So speaking of being stuck, how has being kind to yourself allowed you to grow? To I almost used the word blossom and that might be a word that would be weird to say to a grown man, but I am seeing what is the word evolve, transform, blossom is a beautiful I'm gonna word. I'm going to go with blossom. Like, Let's go you know, with blossom. I feel like you can I'm handle it. Go with blossom. Yeah. And I think like the self kindness is, is just that. It's like welcoming. I remember Elizabeth Gilbert wrote in her book, The Eat, Pray, Love, that part of her whole journey took her to a spot at the end where it's like she mentally saw a table and all the different parts of her were like walking up to sit back down at the table mm. and I feel like that's what the kindness journey is and maybe I even wrote that in focus one time it's like I feel like I'm starting to meet the Pete that it's kind of like I always wanted to be and um and kindness helps me do that in the sense that it looked 
it's like almost the complete opposite of how I thought I was going to get there. It's like, need to kind of muscle through, I need to kind of chisel out the parts that were working really great about me. And it's, it's like, no, it's actually welcoming all the parts that for 40, uh, almost 46, 46 years, I've been saying, you know, out, get out. Yes. And so the self-kindness has been like, oh my gosh. And it's like, I am so sorry that that's Mm -hmm. the way I spoke to you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean now that that part of Pete has like full voice at the table. But it doesn't, it's like, you know, you're safe. Uh, How I was saying it to some of my clients at one point, it's like, you're safe, like grab a bubbly, you know, there's a lounge chair over there. Just sit, hang out, you know, you're not going to get kicked to the curb. And that really comes across in in the community that you've created. Mm. So you said something recently, um, about like just just even knowing the community is there because when I I came in I was like most people just you know hot and ready to go I'm gonna get everything that Kristen's got like this is it um plus I was learning about you know being an ADHD adult at the time yeah but it cools off yeah and then there are times where I just I come back in for a week and I do everything and it's like checking in with old friends and yeah I post in the the chat line and everybody's like Pete hey you know and uh and I think it's just it's really important that I just see that as a self-kindness to me to to put myself in positions where I could be supported that way oh my goodness that's such a beautiful point that I didn't even think about because I think you are absolutely right. When we accept all of the parts of ourselves and and we notice how we ebb and flow and we stop pressuring ourselves to be robots and to be consistent and to, you know, one of the things that I used to tell myself is like, you're not, you're not getting, um, like all of the value out of this program. Like it's not, you're not getting what it's worth. So you should just quit. Right. So I would, I would tell myself like, because you're not doing it perfectly, you should just quit because it's not worth it to pay whatever it is. Right. For this thing. If you're not taking advantage of it full, whatever. And now I allow myself to be in my coach's membership And I ebb and flow and I come in and out and I use it when I need it, when I'm hurting, when I'm broken, when I'm, um, or when I'm looking for inspiration or when I know I need, you know, when I need something, I can go there. Mm -hmm. But the point is not that I listen to every single call or I do every single workbook. It's just like, it's a support. And if I can accept my own ebb and flow, if I can, then I can treat myself with kindness and say like, Yes, this thing is, and not all of us have the privilege to have the money to do that. I mean, I joined like three years ago, I think, and I did it before I had the money so that I could take care of myself as I made that journey toward like growth. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it does. And I think that part of maybe the, this 
culture that that you're helping to create is the possibility that like there's there's so much room of of things getting questioned that are like the quote unquote norm that's the biggest value i believe in mm. me is like cuz that is part of Pete that in this blossoming is coming back of like it's always wanted to question these norms and you know now here's a community that's actually doing that and it's okay and you'll bring those questions forward and you know that is just so huge Mm -hmm. so it like it comes back to that moment of getting to experience the vulnerability in my life and then you know just needing to live into that for a period of time to then see that oh me doing that is valuable for other people yeah and um oh my gosh and then we yeah so now we we get to actually find people out there in the world like a Brooke Castillo or like a Kristen Carter who Mm -hmm. are doing saying things and you're like hold on wait a minute (laughs) wait a minute you just said the opposite of what has been being said you know patriarchy or whatever for forever right and you just said the opposite and you're still okay and actually you're thriving and and you're still lovable you're still appreciated like you're still oh well if if that's possible maybe there are some things that I have always felt Mm. you know let me try it out let me Mm. question let me see and there is such a safety in the permission, the invitation that you put out that it's like, um, I think it's just, that's, that's that going back to that part of us that is the unnameable. It's like, we connect to that. We Mm. see that and we trust that. Um, And again, that's an inner job that gets awakened in us. And I think we just want more of that. We want more. So that's why we're um, hopefully this is the trend as human beings. I mean, it's what gives me hope when I read the news cycle. I'm like, yes. I, you know, personally, as a musician, I got to witness that like the news does not represent us as people. Yeah. And oh we, my goodness, now yeah. we have this, this opportunity, this privilege, it really is a privilege, but yeah. to seek out communities that, um, that are speaking hope into the world that are speaking a new message. Uh-huh. Tell us about the value and the hope that you offer to your clients. So who do you work with? How can people get in touch with you if they're like really resonating with this and want someone to walk next to them? Um, my understanding is you work one-on-one. Yeah? Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So if somebody wants to have you guide them through a self-kindness journey, who do you work with and how can uh, they get in touch with you? I work with adults, people that I work with there's a a quality of transition in their life. Um, There is a quality, and I just had some great clients on on my podcast who were talking about this, that they were saying, um, you know, that actually a lot of the work 
and people that I'm working with, they have really good lives. Yeah. And it's, it's almost as if I see this, uh, self-kindness is, is a possibility of integrating and continuing to bring that, you know, what's working in their life and expanding on it. Mm. Um, so, so that's who I'm working with right now. And I'm really finding that trusting that resonance is, is it's amazing. It's beautiful how people come to me, how they find me. Um, and then we each journey, yeah, it is, it's one-on-one and each journey is, is unique and, um, and it's universal. Like we're all doing this, uh, this work and it serves it serves, Kristen, it serves, mm-hmm. it serves. I love it. We're going to link your info in the show notes, but just tell me real quick, where, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? My handle on Instagram is selfkindnesswithpete. And Perfect. I have a podcast by the same name. How are you? PeteSibley.com. Love. Thank you. Thank, um, you. thank you. Thank you. I'm so I'm just blessed to call you friend and client. I'm so glad that you are in our group and in my life. And I just, I'm excited for people to hear the authenticity and the, just the care in your voice. I feel like people Mm. listening are going to be, feel so cared for. And so I just thank you for providing that. Thanks for making me cry at the end. (laughs) All the love, my friend. If you're being treated for your ADHD, but you still don't feel like you're reaching your potential, you've got to join Focus. It's my monthly coaching membership where I teach you how to tame your wild thoughts and create the life that you've always wanted. No matter what season of life you're in or where you are in the world, Focused is for you. All materials and call recordings are stored in the site for you to access at your convenience. Go to IHaveADHD.com slash focused for all the info.